Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. Today, I have a really fun, energetic, empowering, and motivating guest for you. Aaron Alexander is one of the coolest people that I've talked to, and have he really opens up just about life, and he's able to go in directions that we don't normally go here on the podcast. So just get ready to trust and believe because this man is truly incredible, really amazing, and I just had the best time getting to know him, and I know you will too. Get ready to trust and believe. Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Man, you're freaking awesome. Like seriously, you're so freaking awesome. And the reason why I say that in such a in a, a really fun way is because so much of how you speak, how you basically how you live your life, I feel like the internal you, like people can see it is so transparent. You know, I think that you just you're. I, it was. It must be one of your most recent posts where you were doing a balancing act naked. I say. <laughs> And like some of the things you wrote on that Just about Like yo like why can't we celebrate the body It's such It is My grandfather used to say to me Our body is our temple And you know And to celebrate it in every way we can So just give me your definition of the body Outside of Just just give me your definition of the body Because I think everybody You know they look at you They see a lean guy but it's so much more than that. And I think that people would love your definition of the body. It would change probably every day you'd ask, I would say, as like my perception of, of the world and such changes. But yes. I just got, I'm all hot and bothered on Bruce Lipton right now, who he was, are you familiar with the biology of belief? Any of that stuff? Spontaneous evolution. It's kind of like in the, in the, in the Joe Dispenza type realm of thought. Um, oh. So I highly recommend people check out Bruce Lipton. He's, he's a wonderful human being. And Biology of Belief was one of the, the first books that really shifted my perception away from just kind of muscle gains and, you know, eating all the supplements and getting all the superficial vanity markers uh, and going more into like this mind-body relationship, which I know that you're really right. enamored by as well, which is 
in large part why I'm really excited to, to talk to you. Yes. Um, you know, and so that body, it's, I mean, it's so much. It's your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, all of that form and kind of play your physical structure. So you could say your body is in your mind and in your thoughts and your feelings and, you know, perceptions, your identity of yourself. You could say your body is, it's also played by the room that we're in right now. Mm. You know, so I have this blue circle light thing in front of me that affects me at a cellular level. You know, I'm, I'm, I have my foot's on this kind of like soft, cushy rug. I have a, a warm beverage in my hand, which literally by me holding a warm beverage, it starts, it, it helps me to perceive you and the world around me as being a little bit more warm and opening. And there's all sorts of research around that. You know, so I'm always being a sound goes by, a siren goes by ooh, that affects my autonomic nervous system. You know, so I know this is like a meta out there description of body, but I don't think that the body is isolated to like your skin bag. I think that your body is, it goes beyond that. And you could really just, depends on what mood I would say I'd be in on my, my definition of the body. The body might be like, one day it might be like, biceps, lats, it's the body. Yeah. The next day is it's like, it's the universe. <laughs> but I, I think that what it, what it sounds like you're saying and what I believe in general is the more present you are, the more you could celebrate, you can celebrate the body. And it does change every day because every day is different. I think a lot of times too, just when people talk about comparing, comparing their bodies to other people, body, other people's bodies, I think that's where we get stuck in our own internal motivation of how to continue to succeed and accept your body because we sometimes, and as you know, a lot of people constantly compare, like going to the gym, you know, seeing someone's before and after picture instead of celebrating, wow, that person is doing A through Z to experience their body. A lot of times we think, well, why can't I have that? Or what can I do to get that? And I don't know how you feel about this, but I think we may be kind of similar when people have vision boards. I use that in quotes. Uh, and their vision board involves another person's body. I right. a lot of times feel that I'm setting myself up for failure, you know, yeah. because I'm so focused on what you look like instead of what's happening in my life at this moment today so that I can just make myself feel good. Yeah. Well, we're always practicing the, we're not just only practicing our thoughts, but we're practicing the manner in which we think. So if you're always practicing a, a thought pattern that's such that I will be happy when, uh, you know, or I was, I was doing an interview yesterday and they were talking about something with the language they're using. It was like, you know, you need a, a, a restart, a reboot, you know, so it's like you're going to go and do this retreat and you're going to get this reboot. And, you know, as, as though your life starts in three weeks when you do that reboot. Right. You know, so as long as you're in that patterning where it's like, okay, I, when I look like that other person that has nothing to do with my experience, unless we're all one body, all that stuff, but, you know, mm -hmm. totally separate, then I'll never actually arrive to that point. You know, and so I think that it's really important to, to start the journey now. You know, so if you're, if you're thinking like, okay, when I do that thing in three weeks, three months, whatever, like then it starts, it's like, no, 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 like every, you being at your house and feeling lazy or feeling tired or feeling aimless or feeling like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's your journey. Like you're in, you're, you're in the thick of it. Like it's like, it's started. The game's on. 
You know, so you don't need to, to wait and to delay. Okay, I'm going to go to India or I'm going to go to this far off place and do this retreat. It's like, no, you're in your retreat. You know, so starting to change your perception of like, no, we're in it right now. I'm under construction right now as I'm communicating with you, Sean. Mm. You know, so uh, from like a structural perspective to like come back to ground, um, kind of like literally, in all, you know, it's a bit of a pun. Like I'm, I'm sitting on the ground as I'm doing this. That wasn't an intentional pun, you know, but I'm sitting <laughs> on the ground as we're doing this. And so I have a floor cushion underneath my, my bum and just my hips are raised up and just as we're having this conversation, I'm able to mobilize my hips a little bit. I'm kind of able to shift my spine back and forth a bit, circulate some fluids, all the things, uh, you know, because this is an opportunity. This isn't like, oh, like work, I, I have to do this interview thing. So I'm going to go and kind of just martyr my body so that you can mm-hmm. have my head for an hour. It's right, like, no, right, no, no, right. like full body, Sean. <laughs> you know, we're here. I get all of Aaron. This is amazing. I'm here for it. And I get um, all of you. And you that's the interesting. So this is the interesting thing is by me giving more of myself to you, I in return get more of you. You know, and so but if I show up with my whole body, we're the reason that humans are 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 where we are today is our capacity for adaptation and communication. You know, so when I'm communicating to you with my, my body, with my facial expressions, with my, my shoulders and my everything, the tone of my voice, the pacing of my language, it's literally massaging your nervous system to make you feel a certain way. And then that information gets feed, feed, fed back to me. It reaffirms the way that I feel. And now we're on this, this spinning ball of momentum that we call a conversation. And you... Maybe, or you definitely experienced this before. And mind you, I'm I'm only meeting you through the screen, but I'm feeling you in this ridiculous way. And for people out there who know me, they some people call me a sort of empath, if you will. But I'm more of a connector of energy. I can feel it. I take it when I walk into a room. I experience it and I digest it. I masticate it and I live in it. So I feel you on such a high level that it's crazy. And I'm so happy that you actually are comfortable with saying that. Because I think that a lot of people would not be comfortable with saying to another male, you have all of my body right now. They would look at it right. in a way that's yeah. not, no, if we're here together and we're connecting, you do. And going back to what you said about, oh, I'm going on this retreat in three weeks it's similar to when people start a fitness journey. They say, I'm going to start on Monday. Yep. And one of the things that I do if I meet people in the grocery store and they say, I'm going to start on Monday. I say, no, you're going to start right now. I say, give me five squats. Give me five jumping jacks. Why would you wait till Monday when you can literally take action on what's happening in your mind? So yep. I just kind of love how all that fuses together because it allows you and me to connect or if I meet someone in the street, it allows you to connect immediately. Why wait? You know, this world is so, so full of waiting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, so you can within, I love all of that. And you can, um, the starting point doesn't necessarily need to be as apparent as doing jumping jacks or push ups or being like that guy that's doing downward facing dogs at a wedding and like stretching out their hips and whatnot. It's like, I'm just, you know, mobilizing. I'm getting in my body, man. It's like, it's like you, there's other things you can do that, that also allow you to be like 
within the tribe. You, know, you don't mm-hmm. necessarily always need to be that standout person to be healthy, even if the tribe seemingly statistically is kind of veering towards a, a, a suboptimal direction from a perspective yes. of like obesity and diabetes and anxiety and depression and all of those things. Even within that society, because you don't necessarily, if you push too hard, you might end up being becoming crucified. You know, if you push too much against the trend of the, the way that the direction is going, it's like, it might work. Sometimes you get lucky and it does work. I think like Wim Hof is an example of that, where it's like, he's not, I don't think he's getting crucified. You know, he's like, he's, he's made a difference. He's stood out. He's done his thing. Um, and it's very weird, very different. Um, but you might not be comfortable sitting up on your desk and going into a lotus position and huffing and puffing and dropping yourself in a freezer like during a business meeting. You know, so something that you could do instead, but still tap into all of those same features as biological uh, settings that you have within yourself is you could start to play with the way that you use your vision, for example. Mm. You know, so if you're continually staring into a cell phone, into a screen, uh, even into another person, you're in that, that myopic, kind of short-sighted, focused vision. That literally is it's it's as though it's the same way we we mentioned before of like your environment is is tuning and massaging your nervous system. Mm. You're massaging and tuning your own nervous system with your visual muscles. So when you myopically focus in, think of that as like you're out and you're hunting an animal or you're in this predator prey relationship and you lock in, whoosh, you see it. You know, and you're like, okay, all of your focus, all of your energy is going into that animal because I need to feed my family. And so that's like the cortisol and all that. You get this cocktail of like, go. Now I come out from that and I go, man, I got the animal. Or I didn't get the animal, whatever. But I can can kind of de-stress. Now I'm going to look out over the savannah. I'm going to look out over the the, the woods or over the, the distance and use my panoramic vision. That sends that signal into your nervous system. It's like, Ah, oh, we're calming down. And then you can notice, you can hear in my voice as I'm saying, ah, oh, we're calming down. That ah, oh, exhalation, that's also tied into your, your autonomic nervous system. So when I breathe out, oh, or in yoga class, oh, all that, there's a lot of different scientific explanation for exactly what's happening within that. But you can start to tap into, if I'm feeling stressed out, in my board meeting, whatever, I could say, okay, I'm going to do some longer exhalations. I'm going to exhale for six seconds. And I'll breathe, and then maybe I'll hold it for four seconds. Let that nitric oxide build up and kind of start start tuning tuning up my, my nervous system like it's like an engine. you know. And then I'm going to breathe in for four seconds. And I'm going to repeat on that, but really emphasize that exhalation. Now, as I do that, I'm going to look out a window. And now I'm going to, I'm going to really take in the whole room. Or maybe I'm going to allow my – I'll shut up in a second, I promise. I know this is, this is long-winded. Don't. Um, go. More, 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 <laughs> more, more puns. Uh, I'm going to allow my vision to go kind of spacey just for a second. You know, because I want my nervous system to take the whole room in. And now maybe this gets into the, a little bit more of like the meta weeds, but maybe I'm going to start to really listen in to any sounds, temperatures, anything that I feel behind my body. You know, can I feel, you know, oh, I hear maybe there's a, like a, a microwave, something going on in the background or a refrigerator or somebody walking, talking behind me. Start to bring my awareness back behind my body because there's been various research that's shown when we have the tendency of thinking into the future. Um, mm. Chronostasia, I think is a, a fancy term for it. You literally start to tip your body forward ever so slightly. When you start thinking oh, back yeah. into the past and the good old days and all that, you kind of go... Ah, oh, you lean back and you think about it and you go backwards. 
you know, so we're on this kind of like life chrono time uh, uh, treadmill in a way. You know, and so when we want to go forward with our thoughts, we literally project ourselves forward. So if you're feeling stressed, anxious about the future, something you could do, the eye thing, the breath thing, and bring your awareness to the posterior side of yourself, and it will start to kind of reset you back into the present moment, if you want to use that type of language. Well, you, uh, I don't want to add to that because it was very clear, but I do want to talk about, I want to pivot a little bit because you said a few things. First of all, you said get into the meta weeds yeah. and then you talked about having, <laughs> then you talked about having clarity and I just need to go back. I'm going to go back. Go back. To this time, <laughs> a year ago, I was in Amsterdam and I hadn't had any kind of marijuana, haven't experienced any mar- kind of marijuana in since I was in my maybe mid twenties and I, uh, I did a volcano, mm. which I'm not sure if you're familiar Va- with. Maybe vaporizing. It's, it's a yes. good way to do it. Yeah. It was, I've had never be, I don't know if it's because I hadn't in, I hadn't like experienced weed in so long or marijuana in so long, but I just had some amazing moments of clarity. Some Great. like, I was just like, I was like breathing better. And for the longest time, you know, I think, you know, society had made me afraid of marijuana. Now, I don't know your take on it. I do know you got arrested and spent eight days in jail for cannabis. So I would love to just, I I, I I know everything. I mentioned it a couple times. Listen, man, I don't miss a beat. Well, I think that's just something I wanted to talk to you about because it connects it, you know, it's just a sort of connection for me and, uh, I just wanted to talk, like, what is your take on it? How does it make you feel? What, like, yeah. you know, what happened? Well, so, Tell me the story. So, so the arrested thing, I just think I'm immensely grateful for the experience of that. You know, so I, I got, I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. I was, I was like some young hippie kid. Not that young. I mean, I was probably like 24 or something like that. And I was on a rock climbing trip from Colorado to Canada. And then there was a, a place, there was a girlfriend that I had in California. And I was staying at this place nearby her place. I was going to meet up with her. I was there for literally two days, kind of like an in-between between places. Yeah, and they were yeah. growing legal-ish marijuana. I think they were like a, a few plants over the their 9-9 plant limit. Um, and, you know, whatever. But on that property, just to be clear, they weren't doing anything crazy. On the property, on the fringes, of, they had they had something like several hundred acres. On the fringes, there was this Mexican cartel thing happening, which is very common. And it's a really sad, actually, the way that, that it functions if you go into, like, the, the annals of, of the cartel. And, yeah, yeah. You know, coming up in the United States and doing all the, you know, creating cannabis. They had something like, it was like 7,000 plants. And so I was essentially had the, the brilliant opportunity to get treated as though I was like this big, you know, cartel, 7,000 plant growing mob boss person. And so I got like max security, you know, cell block C or whatever with like people that oh like my murdered gosh. people and people that for, for the most part, it was just a bunch of um, people that had drug addiction issues, you know, and that was why, why I'm so grateful for that experience was one, I, I had the, the really amazing experience of getting to, you know, I, they had, I had like the shackles on and the, and the whole thing, you know, go to court and people looking at you as though you're a criminal, you know, and I'm looking at myself as though like, I'm a criminal. (laughs) That was the wrong rock climbing trip. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, so it's, 
it was amazing to see one how dehumanizing our criminal justice system is. You know, and you go in, and it's people that need help. You know, it's it's misfits in culture. There's a few violent offenders in my in my limited experience that I had in this eight day you know process, but uh, very few violent offenders. And for the most part, it's just people that really had rough childhoods. You know, they were abused or they were they were left out or whatever it may have been, and they don't feel like they have options. You know, and and so to to be able to kind of create greater empathy in myself for for criminals and for you know if I see a homeless person, I see myself. I don't see like, oh man, that sucks for you. I'm like, that's I'm not far from that. <laughs> like you have this illusion that like, oh, I'm so this, and I've got these books, and I went to college. I did. It's like you're not far from it. You know, like like, like that, and that's what we all experienced. I think maybe not all of us, but I experienced with this whole like the the pandemic stuff and the Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. And it feels almost like the veil of this Western reality is starting to get thinner and thinner and thinner. Mm. And it feels like we're closer and closer to this point of like, there's been several times where I was like, feel, I live in Los Angeles and it's feeling, feeling as though we're close to it, just going like jungle mode, you know, where it's like, is that going to happen? Where it's just, you know, cool. I need to eat. All right. Get into the store, get food. You know, like I need to get here. Cool. Like run that person over, you know, like <laughs> well, I, it was an interesting moment where it's feeling like we're not, that far from anarchy you know we have the belief that everything's safe and i'm in america and everything is this nerf reality it's like no 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 you know like we're underneath that we're you know we're a bunch of primates you know and so it was it was very i know kind of like conflating two different no i like it i i I know we were talking about something else but and we can go back to that if you want but i think that's (laughs) a really that's a really important thing to talk about because I think about that often in today's climate you know I see what a lot of people say and I'm like wow you know three four years ago for the way I would say five years ago like there was no kind of talk you didn't hear people thinking like that it was like a one-off kind of like that person is crazy and now it definitely feels like what is that movie um this you probably I don't even know if you were watching a movie like this. I love like thrillers and like kind of scary, crazy movies. Uh, Purge, The Purge. Mm-hmm. You know, have you seen The Purge? Okay, yeah, so The Purge is this movie. It, it's crazy, yeah. but it's a movie where <laughs> once a year you get to like go out into the streets and, for lack of a better way, the movie's about like you get to go get revenge on the people you want to get revenge on, and it's legal from sunset. Oh to sun up and people like they build like they you know they have these crazy secure homes and you know it's just whatever but anyway I say all that to say that's what it feels like like the anger that's happening in the world and oh go on sorry no I was just gonna say and just going back to what we were talking about earlier people not allowing themselves to connect just allowing yourselves to connect because if you and I were to hang out for a week we're going to find something that we don't align on, right? But because we're allowing the other to ex- we're allowing ourselves to experience the other person, we're going to do less disagreeing and more feeling of why that person has that that mentality or that opinion yeah. or whatever it is. So, yeah. but what were you going to say? Well, so the reason I was I was kind of converging two ideas there with, you know, what was happening with all of the the present kind of seeming chaos in the world um 
the reason I was saying that and tying that to the people that are homeless or people that are using drugs or people that are in these, these situations that don't seem really idealistic, um, we do, I, I, I have the belief that we're kind of, you know, we're like a math equation. You know, so I'm just running through the algebra of what's called Aaron Alexander, and you're running through the 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 equation called Sean T. You know, and you and you bump into things, and then there's these there's you know you have the you run through the algorithm. Okay, best option, ding 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 ding, based off of all of my history, all of my perceptions, all of my traumas. You know, my parents, my ancestry, my genetics, all that comes into the way that I perceive that decision. I go, okay, B D A B. K, J, you know, and so if you're a person that your equation was that guy that's got a needle hanging out of his arm and, you know, he's frothing at the, at the, out of the mouth and, you know, he's in this really bad place, um, he was running through his equation. There's terrible things in the world, man. There's people, you know, that don't have limbs. There's people that, and it's these things that's like we, so many conversations are in the closet. You know, because we don't want our kids to hear it. We don't want this and that. And so, the, once again, that's a perception that you practice this this life of insulation and pushing things forward, pushing things forward, pushing things forward. We'll see, you know, the the, the terrible things, you know, or the, the diseases and that. Like maybe, like not not now, not now, not now. It's like I right. think it's actually really valuable for you to have an experience where it's like this sucks. This is I'm as low as I I think I could be. You know, you get to that point and all of a sudden you start sprouting these tendrils of empathy and compassion and you start to see the world almost in a brighter way because, you know, that's the whole idea of, of, uh, of the, the, the Buddha. You know, it started off as like the, you know, the prince and you know, wasn't able to see anybody, any kind of death or any kind of sorrow or, you know, experience anything that was like painful. And then it was like, okay, I need to go and experience all of these things. You know, and then you go out and kind of do the complete opposite of that. And that was a part of the spiritual growth was actually uh, having those those experiences of going into to the things that are the, the, the dark parts of our lives. But if you get yeah. into the dark parts, like there's so many things that culturally, Western culture, at least the culture that I've grown up in, I've just noticed they're just naturally kind of pushed into the closet, you know, including sexuality. You know, or, 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 you know, there's a lot of different, sexuality is a big one. I think death is another one where it's death is this weird subject where it's like, you know, it's like if you grew up in a family where your grandparents were around and, you know, you had your whole lineage in the house, you'd see death as a little kid. It would be like, oh, grandma, she passed away. I came home and I found her and this is, this is, that's what happens, you know, and then you see birth happen and you see death happen again. And that's a really full life experience. Whereas in the nerf, nerf Western reality where we pad and insulate and put things away and shuffle it under the bed, um, we just kind of store those up for being like an unpleasant surprise for somebody at some point where you have to face it. Let's go in the closet for a second. Yeah, I yeah. think that's really important for us to do. Um, Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Talk. 
talk about let's talk about death and sexuality. I think they're both really important. Death. Um, a lot of people who have heard me speak and talk before uh, know that that's one of my biggest fears. Like currently working on that in therapy. Currently trying to figure out where that fear comes from. And I have seen many people die, and I've seen many people born and when my children were born my fear of death was just exacerbated to the point of dude i didn't want to get on a plane i i if i went to the bathroom and it was if i did a number two and it was a little bit off i had this like i know you're smiling because you understand what i'm saying you know like the other day you know i had this like boil under my arm and it was hard and I go to this like crazy place because I've seen so many people in my family die of cancer and it's just like it was just like a terrible it was just like a terrible thing so I mean I don't know how much experience you have in in researching that but what do you say to people who you know have that fear of death I love I love how you just talked about how it gives you the full life experience and being able to say well this is what life is but how do you how do you handle people to have questions well, about think, that fear? Think, I mean, this is certainly beyond my professional scope, but just as like a, as like a friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, uh, one, I think it would be a fascinating thing for a person in that situation, you in this case, maybe to, um, you know, spend time around people that are in their last, their final days, you know, you could, you could volunteer and, and work with them or, you know, you, there's like, there's opportunities actually for us to be around death and have that, that exposure therapy. It's funny you say that because I, it's one of the things I was thinking about, like, you know, when I, when I go into like my Googling fuckery is what I call it, yeah. it that exacerbates my anxiety. You know, I, I like search those questions and you, I'm like, I really want to know, but no one's ever told me, well, go spend time with people who are dying. Cause the only, pe- mm. only time I've spent with people who were dying were people that like, I was so emotionally connected to that. The only thing I felt was sadness, right? I didn't, I, I didn't go into okay. it being like, well, how can I necessarily help in a different type of way and really understand, you know, outside of the, um, the heavy emotional baggage that comes with a family member passing away. Yeah. And then also I think it's, I mean, from like a stoic perspective, like it's really healthy to reflect on your death. You know, and I don't think it's something to uh, avoid. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's like a great practice to, to wake up today and say like, I mean, I, I think I might be like borderline, you know, overboard with it, but I think about my death. It's not, I'm not on a routine, but it's almost absolutely every day. Um, you know, and it, and it, and it's, it's like, literally I'll just be like taking a poop, you know, I'm sitting there like, I could die any minute. <laughs> I'm just like, I know. all right, jump in the shower. <laughs> but you know, I love that you say that because it's not, it's not odd. Like I'm the same exact way. I, it's, uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I think we probably handle it differently when that pops into the head. Like for me, it gives me such a, like my heart Shrink. rate increases like it just like yeah. and I'm just like no like just relax because I'll be having an amazing time and I'll be like you know I'll always say okay I'm gonna live to be 100 just because but 
you know, I lean forward like you were talking about before. I'm like leaning forward into that time and I'm like, yo, back up. Like, well, what particularly about death uh, causes contraction? In you? The, like what's, what's scary? What's scary about it? The unknown of the final moments and not, not afterlife is in heaven or hell, but like, and like, is it going to be painful? Like, am I going to go through some like ridiculous crazy pain before it before I actually am at my final resting place you know internally because if I knew it was not painful at all and I was just basically gonna go to sleep or whatever I probably would be a little bit less stressed in addition to you know I'm married to my best friend I have have obviously kids and when you think about not being with people you love the the emotion that comes up is you know sadness because you'll miss them right but then also I have to remind myself I'm like well you're not gonna miss them because you won't you know you won't know so it's all of these things those type of things that just makes me gives me so much anxiety have you ever had any experience with like holotropic breathing or any type of like maybe like shamanic ceremony stuff, DMTs or ayahuascas or anything like that. Has that ever been come into your realm? No. Okay. Well, so like uh, uh, one there in a sense, you know, you could just go with like the breath work yeah. direction. I do box find, breathing uh, often. Yeah. But, but so something that's a little bit more dis, dis, disorienting of the ego, you know, cause you have this layer, this outside layer that, that we kind of convince ourselves us. Right. You know, so I'm going to reference Ram Dass probably way too much throughout this because I he's he's kind of like my teacher, I guess you could say. It's fine. Of, yeah. All, all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and so one of the things that he's mentioned is that you know that the, the ego self is who you think you are, and the soul is who you actually are. You know, and so each day you live in this materialistic world that is doing its damnedest to prove and create evidence to you, Sean, that you are your body, you are your bank account, you are your muscles, you are your supplements in your cabinet, you are all of these, your, your car, your house, you're you, 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 you. You're saturated in this world that absolutely depends. It's structured for you to depend on that belief system. If that belief system starts to blur a little bit, then all of a sudden maybe you don't need to buy the updated cell phone or the updated car or the updated have the best cologne or have the best shirt that's in style and all these different stories you know and so i think that it's an interesting thing to start to kind of have some regular practice of some sort of uh checking in on you know like meditation can be a a great thing you know just being sitting with yourself long enough that that chatter stuff starts to dissipate and it could take a really long time you know it could take 20 minutes 30 minutes an hour you know but i i I would i would really i would invite people to just explore some form of just silent stillness like you have your whole life to check your phone you have your whole life to catch up on the latest netflix series or whatever like your whole life Mm -hmm. so to just take a little moment and pull back and see if what would happen if i would accept the challenge of sitting in silence with myself for maybe 20 minutes 
Yeah, I've Maybe only I'll gotten a ten. Do. I've only gotten a ten with uh, meditation. So, but it definitely when I'm in my when I'm in an anxiety-ridden state, if you will, I, I can't. I mean, I, I was gonna say I can't tell you how much it helps, but it helps so Huge. much. Because all of those are little, they're little binds and they hold on. They're like, they, they've got their little tentacles and they grab onto you. And, you know, the more that you go into that belief system that this is all that I am, that's a, a scary, lonely position to be in. Very. You know, but if you can start to, and I'm fully just in process with all this stuff. And I'm just, like I said, I'm talking to you as a friend. By no means am I taking any like oh, guru dumb, whatever. I'm accepting uh, your friendship. So let's go. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Um, yeah. Um, you know, but it, I think it's an interesting idea to, to step out and look at like, what is the separation between my, my mother, my father and me? Like, is there a, is there a, a separation there? Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you think? Like, are you a different person than your mom and your dad? Oh, I'm a, comp- first of all, I never met my father before. So okay. that's, you know, and I know for a fact, as much as I love my mom and I look like her, we are completely different people. but think about it if you think like you are the sperm of your i understand all the like the the you know your identity and and all that stuff but from just like a like a nuts and bolts genetic material biological like the sperm the egg comes together at what point is there a specific moment that all of a sudden i'm not my parents or is it you know is it happen right during gestation does it happen at birth does it happen halfway through does it happen when i'm 18 i would say when the sperm meets the egg and the egg the outer shell of the egg hardens because at that point nothing else can get in and that's when the embryo really starts to to produce and grow and it happens over the course it happens for a while but over the course of the next 6 or 7 days you go through these different stages and your cells start to divide and blastocyst takes place and then you just be you become this embryo and the thing that's really amazing that i learned about embryology is that the way we had children when the embryos were made so i have these two little things right here so if this is the egg and this is the sperm, right? <laughs> right? It goes in. But then once these two little things, in a, in a normal heterosexual relationship, if you will, that has no fertility issues, if you will, you never know if your embryo had to correct itself. Whereas mm. we were able to, t- we are, were required to test our embryos. So if there was any, you know, malfunction, for lack of, better, of a better way, those embryos couldn't be used. Whereas the embryos that came back and they were tested to be viable, then they moved on. But the reason why I bring up that subject of when the sperm meets the egg and the egg closes is because in this process, when the cells start to divide and blastocyst takes place, we don't know what's happening. And the the embryo has a mind of its own. Now, of course, it comes from you part cut 50 50 from each parent but 
um, anyway, so that's my very scientific, long, drawn-out answer. I mean, it's all belief systems. In the end, it's like we're, we're just bound in this, this system, dynamic system of stories, right. all wrapping and tangling and you know, kind of <laughs> wrestling with each other. Sometimes one story wins, and then the other one kind of gets it in an arm, arm bar. <laughs> well, let's go. I'm here for it. Yeah. So uh, one interesting story that one could go into would be looking at, at you know, that like you said, like I'm nothing like my 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 mom. I never met my dad. Like we're so different. I would potentially suggest with you know any person that being nothing like my parents um, or never even meeting my parents, I would still say that I am a continuation of that. Even if I yeah. took a hard turn the other direction, and I'm like the complete opposite. The reason that you have something to be the opposite of is because of the the source. You know, if you didn't have that source to be opposite of, you would be you would be different. Yeah. And I was probably being a little exaggerative with my mom. I think we are kind of similar. But, you know, we always go to the thing that we don't want to be like. We're like, I'm nothing like this person. When if you hung out with me and my mom, you probably you'd be like, um, Sean, you're pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, that's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but so so I just question this is this is again, like deep in the, the metaphysical weeds. But I question, is there separation between just for baseline, my my parents and I, I would say that I'm I'm pretty much like a, a cellular mental emotional continuation. I'm I'm the furthest part of the wave. You know, so Alan Watts talks about people being like their waves. They come onto a shore. The wave peaks up for a moment, and it's like you know, it's like a, a sick barrel or whatever. It has this personality, and you can see the wave, and then it crashes, and then it circulates back in, and it becomes the ocean. You know, and so you, Sean, are this this wave right now, and you're coming in, and you have shape, and you have size, and there's wind picking you up, and then you're going to crash, and you're going to go back into the ocean. You know, but imagine if that wave, you look at it from the outside looking in, you see that wave and you're like, oh yeah, of course it's going to crash. It's going to be beautiful. You know, when it crashes, the sounds like, whoa, and then it comes right back in and maybe it erodes the beach a little bit. It's like all a part of this beautiful circle of life. Imagine if that wave was coming in and it was like, if you from the outside looking in, were seeing the wave quivering and quaking because it doesn't want to crash. It doesn't want to go back into the ocean. You know, you'd be like, oh, you're crazy. Like, the ocean's great. <laughs> yeah, like, why would you not want to go back <laughs> why in? Would you, why are you tripping? <laughs> are you crashing to the shore? Like, that's the best part. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so I, I kind of, I, I've, again, I'm scared to death, too, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not saying this again for many No, I was going to say, I'm because here, like, you just made a good point that, you know, it, well, this is what I was thinking about when you were saying that. I was just saying to myself, <laughs> I don't want to be cremated, and I don't want to be... Uh, put in a coffin just like put me in the soil because get in there because i'm like if if it's true not if it's true but if we use this the analogy of waves crashing and then becoming a part of the ocean again or even you know some of that water going into the sand on the beach someone's going to come and put their feet in the sand and it's going to carry them you know in different parts of the world i'm like well forget it don't put me in a yeah. coffin so i'm trapped in a box don't burn me so that i'm i'm not saying people can do what they want i'm like just put me right in the soil like let's let's go because the other side of my brain the super scientific side because i believe in a big bang theory and we can have a whole conversation about that if you want <laughs> we have a lot to talk about but i'm like we're all connected 
you know, we, we have to be all connected somehow, unless there were like these big spaceships from years ago that brought us from different universes and planets. But even in that, like we are connected. So anyway, I don't need, we don't need to go. Think it, think it. So last, last analogy on that. Think of like, if you were and there's certain ants that will, their role is to maybe some ants will protect the queen. Some ants will go out and gather food. Some ants will go out and explore other terrain and so each of those individual ants are kind of like a sub-organism. Mm. Now, so you could look at the ant, and there's, I mean, there's lots of more of analogies that we could do with this, so I'll stop after this one. <laughs> That's okay. Um, you know? But so you could look at that individual ant and be like, oh, like that's... Look, it's got his personality, it's got his little ant back, and it's little ant whiskers, and it's like, it's, it's its own ant! It's like, what makes that ant an ant if you put it out by itself it just dies there's mm. no it doesn't have its itself you know it's not connected to the nucleus right yeah you know, and so that that ant coming back and being a part of this interconnected system that's what makes it an ant so that the individual ant essentially is like a sub-organism of something larger and so i would say that humans are the same you know, and so when you, if you scuff some skin off of your, you know, you're, you're scuffing like trillions of skin cells each day, you don't look at those skin cells and have a freak out like the wave crashing on the shore. You're mm. like, oh, cool. Like I'm evolving. This is, this is great. You know, and now you took the steps to, to bring new life into the world, which I would suggest that we're always, you know, bringing new life in various different forms, even right. if I'm impacting somebody else and, you know, they end up having a baby or they, you know, we're always playing you know as soon as you're in here you're you're creating difference just by being here by breathing um you know but i i think that it's it's like that continue that obvious continuation of life that you've created it is you you have the align method you know six weeks to a better you and i with your answer and talking about what the align method is i also want you to throw in there how as you go through these six weeks how people can continue to trust and believe in who they are because there are so many people that lose weight that get married you know they get this body for their wedding and they get married and or they achieve these goals of these financial goals or their job and they still don't quite trust and believe in who they are so how does the align method help you align with the belief in yourself in those six weeks I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. So there. So there is. I appreciate you mentioning that. Um, I'll try to be as like minimally pitchy as, as possible. No pitch. Um, no. I'm. Li- I'm gonna look well, at the camera. He's yeah. gonna pitch people. Yeah. He's gonna yeah. pitch <laughs> because this is gonna well, change so, your life. Well. So. So there's the Align Method book, uh, which that's that was came after you know years of working with with clients. Um, so I do do rolfing and and kind of like a, a hybrid of physical therapy and manual therapy. Uh, and then I also do physical coaching and training and all that stuff with people. But after working with people for years and seeing, you probably had this experience as well. You get change with people, and then they go back into their lives, and they kind of they kind of recede back into that same mm-hmm. position. You know, so it's like you know a few steps forward and then a few steps back, and it's just like this dance that we do. Uh, I became really tired of that, and so I am 
more now enamored in the aligned method, what it represents essentially is what do you do with your waking life outside of the time that you're doing your insanity program or the time that you're at the gym or the time that you're doing yoga or any of that stuff? How do you make yoga who you are? How do you make dance who you are? I mm. dance through conversations. I dance in my relationship with my child. I dance as I go into work. I don't need to be dancing with my arms swinging around and doing like pirouettes. I'm dancing with the tone. Come on, pirouettes. I'm glad you Well, pirouettes are good too. Right. I also say when I first started playing tennis to ease my mind, I used to say dance with the ball. So then it's like, okay, cool. That sounds once again, very like idyllic and meta and like, that's great. But what does that even mean? What's Mm -hmm. the, the foundational principles, the nuts and bolts of how to actually structurally do that and a how-to perspective you know so i broke down uh in the online program is broken down into six six weeks where from you know week one to week six you get the fundamentals on how to drive your body essentially you know so i learn how to breathe in an effective way why anybody anybody ever teach me that mm-hmm. that i have access into stimulating my nervous system like i'm drinking a cup of coffee from the manner in which i breathe and also down regulating so i can improve sleep and you know calm and rest and digest and all that stuff um why didn't i learn that my eye muscles the way that i use my vision can also come back and tune my nervous system the same way why didn't i learn that my that my postural patterns could very likely be the difference between me creating that relationship with that girl or that guy or getting that job or increasing my level of neurochemistry to actually feel happy and well and supported yeah, and confident. Yeah. Like why didn't anybody ever teach me that? You know, so I, I put it together in the form of the book first and then the Align Method Online program is a, a video continuation of that. Cool. Um, I like that picture. It's good. <laughs> so I have one final question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might find this to be kind of odd, but because in the beginning of our conversation... You allowed me to really enter your space. So just random question. So how are you? I ebb and flow. How am I now? Right now, I'm, I feel very open. I feel very grateful. Um. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. And I, that, that's where I'm at right now. I feel a little bit tired. I feel like I haven't slept as much as I would, would like. Um, but I feel immensely like I've, when I'm doing this with another person, you, um, it makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger and it makes me feel like I'm in this flow state and it makes me, I get to kind of purge this stuff out of my mind and kind of going back into the old Rolodex and be like, oh, that was there and that was there. Um, I feel vulnerable and all those things that like makes you a, a, a vibrant human being. I think right. it kind of stacks up into like conversations like this. Um, and 
uh, I have a tendency of oscillating in and out of feeling kind of, um, and I'm okay. I'm an acceptance of this, of feeling kind of like disconnected, feeling kind of aimless, apathetic. What is the point of anything? Who freaking cares? You know, oh, great. I got more money or more success or, or or less or she broke up with me or she's I got you know all that stuff it's like you know I, I I ebb and flow in and out of a kind of like a little bit of like a nihilist nihilistic apathetic type perspective mm. on the world into a, a a deeply connected open voluminous loving warm light type place and, and I'm I'm okay I'm okay with that and I know with that you just freed a lot of people because I'm very similar to that. I, we get a lot of questions like, Sean, how do you have so much energy? People ask Scott, my husband, that all the time. And he's like, but what y'all don't see is when he crashes, he crashes. And I just think that people f- should feel allowed to go on the roller coaster of life and be okay with it. And because, I mean, I can I can see people looking at you and experiencing you and using your energy because you give it freely and happily and not really be concerned about, well, what happens on the other side, you know? So I just wanted people to actually hear, you know, how you feel all in 360 degrees of who you are. Cause I think it's important to really learn about a person and to experience that full, that people say, you know, wholesome, but I'm like, where we can't really experience anybody in a full 360 degree way. If we don't really understand where they're at, on the opposite side, like the yin and the yang. So can I ask, how are you? So I am, I'm really good. Someone asked me this on my social media the other day and I like answering questions there because it's just super fun. Um, and I was, I was like, I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm really good. I was, I was like in such a happy place. But when we talk about, like we spoke earlier about, uh, each day can change, like your body can change. You know, I was really happy. I was like dancing on a boat on the lake. You know, I had the, the fire boat behind me. I had water. And then the next morning I woke up and there were a few things that really kind of got to me. And yesterday I just did not have, oh, I, I feel like I can get emotional about it. Like I just did not have a great emotionally connected day with anything until I got home and Scott was home with the boys and he was like, Hey, there's Papa. And you know, they came and they hugged me and it was just like, it gave me the switch that I needed. But, and I'm gonna tell you why, and I'm gonna be very candid. You know, my, I was like really upset about something because someone kind of took an idea that I had that was like such a great idea that I worked for and it was passionate about. And he said, um, my friend said, you know, imitation is the biggest form of flattery. And I was like, that's some bullshit. Cause that, it pisses me off. Like I, you know, I, I get it. I get it. Like, yeah, but I'm like, I've, I feel like I'm allowed to be pissed off because of that. And I allowed myself to feel that. I didn't want to suppress it because I was just like, this is exactly how I feel. And I feel by allowing myself to feel that way, I was able to actually go home and accept the love for my children and my husband and and like be open for my family. Whereas if I would have went all day 
not accepting that feeling and working my way through it, I would have carried it on. And I woke up today not even thinking about the thing that pissed me off yesterday. Um, when I, when me and Scott first got together, you know, he used to, I'm a, I'm a crier. I, like, I cry so easily because I'm so, like, I feel people. And he would say, you know, you don't have to cry. And I just talked to him one day and I was like, but me crying... I actually like it because I like to go across the bridge of emotion so that I can experience what it is that I'm going through and it helps me. So anyway, to answer your question, right now, I feel absolutely great. I was so excited to talk to you today. Um, but I think it's important to go back to when I was great and then I didn't feel that great, kind of like the ebbs and flows that you were talking about. But right now, I'm yeah. like, I'm golden. I'm about to do a little photo shoot after this. That's good. You know? Well, so, so, so we, can, we, can wrap, we can wrap things up. And with uh, that's like full circle back to what we were kind of started talking about before with like putting different parts of ourselves or belief systems or, you know, things in the, in the metaphoric closet. You know, including Ooh, yes. the the concept of my own continuation. You know, you could call it death, but it's just a continuation. Yeah. There's not a death. Like death is that's a it's a story. You know, and so as long as as long as you move through your world with that contraction and that bracing, you know, that's fine. Yeah, you can yeah, do yeah. that. Like, there's nobody stopping you from doing that. You know, but. It's an opportunity or an invitation if you feel a bracing, if you feel a contraction, something makes you feel kind of, ooh. It's like, okay. Like there, if you want to have the fullest expression of you, if that's really the journey that you want to take, because it might not be the journey that you want to take, mm -hmm. and that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, but if that's, if you want to do like the Joe Campbell hero's journey, then your compass and your map is those experiences that make you shrink up a little bit. And I say, okay, perfect. I'm on point. And if you're experiencing those with some regularity, it's like, okay, cool, I'm pushing it. I'm pushing a little, little deeper, a little deeper. And yeah. the reward on the other side of that is a, is a more fuller life. You being able to access sensations. Like, think if you're trying to love a person throughout your life, but you've always kind of had contraction around your, your heart. Mm. You know, and so we're in this relationship you know, and we're together and, you know, that I keep the door open when I poop and we have sex and we, we're like, we're like, we're in it. We're in together, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I always kind of had the door kind of partially shut. It was just mm. enough to kind of whisper in and he or she can kind of look in and there, you know, and then you're like, we were in that relationship for however many years and I was still had that contraction. It's like the downside is that was, you know, potentially a missed opportunity or you could have loved more fully had you decided to actually intentionally go in to those those points of, of tension. Yeah. You know, so it's an interesting invitation that when you find something that triggers you, for example, to use like a more kind of annoying word, you know, somebody flicks you off or somebody, you know, shows their body on Instagram to go back to the initial Instagram thing. A nude photo. Oh my God, what? It's like this is you bumping into you in the, the reflection of someone else. <laughs> For those of you who are listening to this, my hands are up and I'm saying hallelujah in my head. I love that you are bumping into you. Jesus, take the wheel. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. You made me lose my train of thought. Like, you literally took me to church. Um, but my train of thought doesn't matter because this won't be our last conversation. Aaron, man, I appreciate you so much. I really do. It's. It was like, you know, you always go into a conversation saying, I know I'm going to enjoy this because this person's awesome, but I really believe that, you know, you touched me today, man. Thank you. Thank you so like much. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. And you, you, you're bumping into you through me. And the reason that I'm able to touch you is because you show up and say, this is, this is the nature of your life, probably. You have lots and lots and lots of experiences like this. It's not because you're you're lucky. It's not because, you know, wherever it came from, whether it's nature, nurture, the equation, who, it doesn't matter. You're creating it, Sean. Mm-hmm. Like, you already know that. Yes. You know, so for me to be able to express in this way, um, it comes from you. And for you to express in the way that you are, it comes from me and it comes from us. Yes. So, together we rise. Together we rise! Yeah, exactly. Okay, so check it out. So, you, the way you were describing, kind of like that last thing we talked about, where, like, kind of, like, the deeper you go, the more you can come out and, like, really enjoy what's happening. It's like a real, it's like a life yoga class. Because, you know, when you have that contraction in yoga, and you don't want to, you hold back on going a little bit deeper into the into the pose but then you know a couple of weeks later when you kind of let yourself go you're like holy crap like i re- you know it's just like it's kind of like that for people who maybe can't understand you know exactly what you were talking about if you've ever done yoga you know well, yoga yoga about. and then you really can go yoga is a life yoga practice. So, so like the eight limbs of yoga, one of which is, is asana, physical movement. You know, and so that's like the other seven. It's, it's life yoga is yoga. You yeah, know? So exactly, like really, exactly. really, really, what like every moment throughout the day really is, truly is an opportunity. It's not just some new age stuff. Like mm-hmm. every breath you're taking, every relationship, every encounter that you have with another person, with yourself in the mirror, looking down at your feet, you know, everything, a breeze that comes through, it's an opportunity and invitation to sink yourself into that experience more feel the breeze and by doing that it literally starts to bring you more into this this moment which if you really are in this moment uh, which again is something I'm like continually navigating uh, I don't think there's much other option beyond feeling um, you know feeling love feeling joy feeling all of those good feelings and then the other stories and all the minutia comes in and it pulls you and twists you and turns you but every if you're feeling away if you're feeling stressed if you're feeling anxious anything um grounded tools that you can start to integrate and you're shown by various different research is literally just start to pay attention Pay attention to the weight of your your feet in the ground. Pay attention to maybe some sounds in the environment. Notice a breeze. Notice how that affects your skin. Start to just notice your breath. Look at someone's eyes. When you're getting a coffee at Starbucks, whatever, look at your barista's eyes. Check out the color of their eyes. It will literally start to calm you down. You might start to feel compassion for that person. Then from there, check in again and see how you feel. I, I, I guarantee you'll feel a little bit more yourself. And always trust and believe in who you are.